You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Jump Theater people, and welcome to your program. This is your ticket. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket. It's a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. Today's show is the continuation of a new series called Act Two Places. I'm bringing on a series of guests to discuss how COVID-19 affected them and their organizations. As you all know, we've been hit hard with a complete, hopefully temporary, change of lifestyle and business systems during this pandemic, and theater wasn't spared at all. In fact, theater has undergone one of its biggest shifts, if not the biggest shift in the modern history of theater. This series gives theater folks an opportunity to discuss the effects of this shift on them and their organizations. My guests on today's show are representing Gilmore Academy, located in Gates Mills, Ohio. Fans may recognize them as guests from our earlier shows this year, where I interviewed them in focus of the Lorraine and Bill Dodero Center for Performing Arts, their incredible new performing arts complex. And boy, is it ever. It's big and beautiful, and I just I can't say enough about it. Which, by the way, is the location of my last in-person interviews. Well, they are back to enlighten us on how an, how an educational performing arts program is handling the COVID-19 crisis and their plan for reemergence. So let's bring them on. Hi, Gilmore Academy, and welcome to Your Program is Your Ticket. Hey, Sean. How's it going? It's going great, and I'm so excited that I actually uh, am recording you this time. <laughs> I A little backstory on that. I, I This is the, the very, very gracious Gilmore Academy team coming back for a second show. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, the actual first show, but with me hitting record buttons like I was supposed to. So what a bunch of nice, grac- gracious people you are. I, I mean, I appreciate that. Okay, let's have you all introduce yourselves and tell us your function with Gilmore Academy. Uh, Lucas, let's start with you. I'm Lucas Clark, and I'm the Fine and Performing Arts Program Coordinator. Uh, My name is Dave Kilkenny, and I am the Fine and Performing Arts Department Chair, and I am an instructor in music and digital media from grades 7 through 12 here at Gilmore. Okay. Uh, Let's have uh, Caroline go next. Hi, I'm Caroline Vickers, and I teach music and performing arts at the lower school, pre-K, well, actually, sort of toddlers, too, uh, pre-K through 
sixth grade. Okay, cool. Eve? Um, I'm Eve Pereski, and I'm a junior this year at Gilmore. And she's masked up like she should be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give our audience a brief history of Gilmore Academy Performing Arts Program and tell us how the Lorraine and Bill Dodero Center for the Performing Arts came about. So I can start with that. Um, we, we've had a, 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 a typical performing arts um, program here. You can see it at many schools where we offer music. We've offered theater, choir, band, um, the whole works, theater. And then we were, but we were, what we lacked was a little bit of a space to perform in. We had our, our original performing arts center, which had a, a, a stage which was, which was nice. We didn't have many lights. We had folding chairs that were, that were placed out for the performances. Um, and then we had some trouble um, with where we couldn't use the room anymore. So we were sort of jumping around from room, from building to building, renting spaces to use. And then we had the very, very generous uh, Lorraine and Bill Dodero come forward and say, hey, our, they had a daughter who was in the theater program um, with Gay Janice, who's our renowned uh, theater and uh, drama and speech and debate teacher come forward and say, Hey, my daughter had a great time when she was in there. She learned a lot. So we want to start this, this uh, project where we want to put up, put up, put up a new theater and through lots of steps and, and uh, fundraising and different types of, of events. Um, we, it, last spring we opened the doors or last fall we opened the doors to what is a, a beautiful space. And, what I think is, is just as great as the space is the fact that the school has stepped up and said, look, we have this space. We want to put a lot of effort into the into this program. And they brought in Lucas, um, which was not a, a position we had. They created that job um, to sort of figure out how we can make the arts even bigger, um, which has been a great, great success so far. And we're doing everything we can to not let this pandemic uh, stop us in our tracks keep the momentum going. Um, can any of the rest of you get a little more detailed on how the COVID crisis uh, affected Gilmore Academy performing arts program? I know it was really tough, but um, someone tell me about like the next day after your school, I assume for a while your school was shut down in the beginning of, of the pandemic. Um, what were those first, what was that first day or two like for you yeah so really right before this all happened the building just had its its grand opening um we had our first you know big event the broadway princess party and then our first school production the middle school musical beauty and the beast jr and we were in rehearsals for the first all school musical which is something we had never done um so obviously we had to adjust plans for that and, and then eventually had to cancel it as, as we realized, you know, this wasn't going to end anytime soon. And it, it, you know, it, it was tough because we had this beautiful new building. We had all these things we had spent months talking about doing that we weren't able to do. You know, we were going to, for the first time off, we have a extensive summer camp program and we were going to offer performing arts summer camps for the first time. We weren't able to do that. Um, Obviously, a lot of the uh, the courses that we're offering are different. You know, we were going to try to launch a dance program, um, but that's something we had to put on hold for now, both, you know, 
from a financial perspective, but also it's hard to take a dance class in a mask. Mm-hmm. Indeed. It's hard for me to take a walk in a mask. So I can't imagine what it's like to, you know, just breathe through the mask and keep it on and, you know, over your face like you're supposed to, which is, as we know, a challenge. Yeah. Um, perspective of like students, none of us really thought this was going to affect us very much at all. We were just like, yeah, because we usually have a two week spring break and we were like, hey, three week spring break. This will be great. And then we'll just go back to school and continue to play. Like none of us thought anything was actually going to come of this. Boy, we're real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, out here in New York where I live is yeah, I could not believe that they were going to actually shut down Broadway and that, that they did it. I was like, oh, they'll never, ever do that. That is it's it's a huge chunk of the money that comes into New York City. So I think that there's been, in my opinion, a lot of denial over the whole course of this. And I, I know I get into it. And, you know, I, I think that's part of that is just self-preservation at times. But I totally get it. Um, it Thank you, E, for expressing that. I was just going to ask you that question. Um, how, teachers, how is the team acclimated and kept Gilmore Academy going during lockdown and quarantine? How, I know that we have teachers for pre-K through six and then above, two separate teachers. That's uh, Caroline and David. Uh, Caroline, how did, uh, you, how did you change your programs to acclimate for uh, the K through six crowd? Well, a lot, um, but the core values have stayed the same. I spent the summer reimagining, thinking, thinking again, and just came up with three words, really. I needed to keep the kids excited, very excited, engaged. Um, and then everything is really experiential and in some ways experimental. So I just, to keep the excitement, to make sure that they are not, you know, like, you know, we can't do anything, which is really not true. You really, we really can. So, um, you know, just keeping them excited. I'm, I'm, uh, all this, all of this, all of the teachers are on carts, which we're actually, it's kind of funny. We we're like, we need to put up traffic lights and we've all decorated our carts. But anyway, back to the point, which is keeping the students just engaged, excited. Um, you know, it's the same. I'm just coming to you. So they, they know what to expect. It's still the same me, still the engaged me, still the excited me. Um, and I think that was important for them to see on day one for all of us, all of the teachers. You know, we're still us. We are still just as invested. In fact, in more, you know, so that continuity is gigantic for all students, but especially, in my opinion, the younger kids, because there was a little bit of fear, a little bit. How's school going to look? How are we going to do this? Our administration has been phenomenal phenomenal and so I that we put into place it into place a really successful system there's stickers on the floor where we they, the students know where to walk and how to walk and they are following it you know and there you know and then other protocols lunch protocols there's several but I think the biggest one is just note that's big picture where do we walk how do we walk um, so that everyone knows what's going on so that is clear and that structures there. And then with the teachers coming to the classrooms, keeping kids excited and engaged. So as far as my program is concerned, um, I just really wanted to make sure there was energy. Um, and they knew that I'm committed to being, to having it be the best pro, you know, possible um, program for them. Um, but as far as curriculum is concerned, um, you know, we're still making music. Definitely. 
um, in every way that we can. We're not doing a lot of singing. We can't, but that doesn't mean that we can't make music. So I'm still bringing in classroom instruments. You know, one class a day gets them, but I'm still bringing in all of the classroom instruments. I've actually been bringing in props from my incredible costume closet, you know, sunglasses, you know, hats, things like that. So they never really know what to expect. So therefore, they're they're just they're they're really excited and engaged. So that engagement is gigantic. And then the last thing that I then I will let others talk, but is we um, kind of reimagine the course because we can't right now play you know in, instruments that have any type of um, uh, like any breath associated with it, if you will, right now. So um, that the pro that instrumental program still lives a hundred percent. We've just kind of put it to the side for this year and kind of infused a, an acting theater piece for the fifth and sixth graders. And that has been so, it's just been awesome. You know, so the students have been able to experience that for the first time, which they really haven't in a formal way down here. So, and I've been able to use my experience there and that's just been so fun. So the students are enjoying it. And as far as performance are, performances are concerned, we are right now gearing up for a gigantic video for to put out for what is Grandparents' Day. But um, all of the kids in the school are involved, and it's a it's a piece where we're moving to it. It's going to be really cool. So they're all excited about that right now. So there's there's something to look forward to as far as performances are concerned. So that was another thing we all had to adjust. What are the performances going to look like? But it doesn't mean they can't be amazing. And I, I'm excited about where we are. So that's the lower school piece. <laughs> now, you said something about a cart. Yes, we are. What, what? Good. Exactly. Music a la carte. No, um, sorry, bad pun. Um, but we are, you know, we are, we are moving. I liked it. Well, I was 23 and I had a cart back then. And that's what we, I called it. So it's been fun. But um, we're all, we have all of our supplies on carts. So the teachers are going to, the kids are staying in their classrooms mm-hmm. at the lower school. So the fourth grade stays in their classroom. Music comes to fourth grade. You know, science comes to fourth grade. So, so math, they, we all are circulating. So it's right. the teachers that are moving, not the kids. And I think one more important thing to point out is, we've, we've talked about this, is, you know, we've adapted each, each room is a different space completely. So we've adapted how we teach in that particular room. You know, how do we keep it fresh? How do we keep it exciting? So that's one thing I've really been working on to keep that excitement is I may instruct from a different place in the room that day, you know. And so it's it's been just eye opening for everyone. Um, And so we that's we're moving on carts. It's just a moving instructional model, which is working. That's that's very cool. Eve, can you can you speak to physically what's going on for the students from your perspective? So um, the carts and everything, that's for the lower school. But for upper school, we have, as Ms. Vickers said, like stickers on the floor. And so if I walk out of my classroom on one side of the hall and the sticker says go that way to the outdoor, but my other classroom is right there. If I go to my other classroom right there, like on the other side, I'll probably get yelled at. You have to go outside and all the way around the building to get back in. There's only one entrance to the classroom building. And my class is all the way over here, right next to another entrance. 
but I have to like walk through the entire classroom building to get there. It's less bad than I expected when I first laid it out, to be honest, but it's still kind of annoying at times. <laughs> wow. You have to really have to be in your schedule game there big time, huh? Yeah. And they did expand the time between classes to 10 minutes, but uh, you don't always need 10 minutes and they don't want us like hanging out with friends in the hallways because they don't want us to get too close. So it's just like kind of an awkward transition point at times. But some of the teachers let us in early as long as we don't sit down because the sanitation stuff takes 10 minutes. And so that's made it easier to avoid friends, kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Kilkenny, now I know that you, you uh, handle and deal with uh, the upper grades. Am I, I'm correct on that, right? Correct. Okay. What what are you what are they doing? What's the difference uh, in in your program as opposed to say Caroline's program? How are they different? So the I think the 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 quick thing is to say how they're similar um, first, and that's where the school has made a decision K pre K twelve that there's no singing. Um, they don't want anybody singing, and because they're because of the, the particles that would come out when you sing and you put, usually when you sing, sure. you've got a large group of people together in close proximity. It just spells disaster. Um, and then once they made that decision, they then piggybacked off of medical experts uh, recommendations that they didn't want anybody performing on a, uh, an instrument where they have to blow into it. So mm. trumpets, clarinets, saxophones, because it, again, usually with the band, you are you're in a you're in a, a, a not I want to say a small space, but you're with a lot of people in a, in a confined space, and you're blowing things, and that's that's just could spell disaster, and we're not willing to take that risk. Um, so they they basically said, okay, what what do you what can we do? And they came to me, and and they you know, and I, I consulted with experts and friends and in the in the field, and we we didn't want it to go away. Um, we didn't want to just say, okay, band's over. We're out. Um, we did build, we do have a band that, that consists of pianos, um, guitar, bass, drums that you don't blow into. And a lot of those students that played trumpet were like, Hey, this is a good chance for me to learn how to read bass clef. I'm going to pick up the bass guitar. And, and they built, started building that. Um, we Smart. did do, yeah, we did. We do lessons still. So we do private lessons, um, over zoom, which, can be tricky, but we're, we're making it work. Um, especially for those, those wind instruments. Um, we have, we have a, a really robust digital program for recording music and things like that. So that's, that has, has been great. And what's nice about that is I have a, I have a lab and I don't, and the kids come to me, like it's different than the lower school. I don't have a cart. Um, I'm, I'm lucky in that where the kids kind of come to me and we can, um, we, we, we have our own space and it's perfect for what we do. But as, as Eve said, you know, the kids leave and then I have to spray everything down and, and I have electronics. So it's a little bit different. We spray everything down, we'll wait 10 minutes and then the next group comes in. Um, we've done things where students are at home performing and then we've built a, a website where they can sort of call a virtual recital parents and grandparents and friends and family can log on going to that website and they can see that they can see the kids perform something that they've been working on um they can see their friends and then they the kids wrote short bios so some kids you know the biggest um the biggest thing we we promote here at gilmore is that we with our music program is that we take 
any kid, any ability level. So if somebody comes to our drama program and says, I like theater, but I've never done it. We're like, great, come on. We want you. We'll, we'll, we'll find you a spot and we'll make it work. So we let the kids write their bios and say, Hey, you know, I've been playing for three months. So here's what I'm at. Here's where I'm at. And then the kid next to him said, Oh, I've been playing forever. Here's where I'm at, which is great. Um, and we still, we're, we're trying to give students opportunities. I think that's the big word there is opportunity. We are under the direction of Gay Janice putting on, put, looking to put on a, a fall play, um, our town. And we're finding out how that works, how we can do it safely with masks, with limited audience, streaming, things like that. Um, and Lucas can probably speak a little bit more to that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But we're Good morning, Lancer Nation. Today is Thursday, October eighth. It's pick. You can meet there. And then, um, so what was that the we- was that morning announcements? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's- Flashback. It's been so long. Wow! I know. I just kind of like all of a sudden found myself back in the eighth grade listening to that. That's, that's <laughs> kind of funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. No, that's okay. I, I we're, tr- we're trying to figure out how we can do things correctly without. Uh, without jeopardizing anybody's health and, and still keep our programs intact. We did, we, and I mentioned this earlier, we built so much momentum over the past uh, 24 months that we had to find a way to keep it going. We can't, we, we can't let it, let it die off. And I think as a team and as a school, with the help of the administration, with the help of Lucas, um, with the, the flexibility of Caroline, we're making it work. And it, it's, it's been great. That's, that's awesome. And I was sort of flashing back when you were talking about, you know, not playing any of the, well, in addition to the announcements flashing me back yeah. <laughs> earlier than that, I was back in, in, you know, uh, like ninth, 10th grade where I played the E flat euphonium or also called the baritone horn, yeah. which for those of you who are listening is like a, a mini concert tuba. And I just remember the ever present spit valve. Oh. I mean, I, I just remember like gobs of spit coming out of this thing, you know, and, and on a towel that you put on your on your pants. But, um, yeah, I, I, I hadn't even thought of that. I, it's like, geez. And as far as acting and singing, um, so many people just spit. I mean, there's actors that are like some oh, of yeah. them have been compared to like the Bellagio Fountain. Uh, we went and saw the series. <laughs> I won't say who, but you probably know. Yeah. Uh, um, the just before Broadway closed, down, we went and saw a production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf that was up over here with Laurie Metcalf and Rupert Everett, and it was just like they were they got spit in their faces all the time, and I thought, oh wow, I hope they're going to be okay when all of that happened. Of course, we were in the front row, and you know, so I was like, I hope we're going to be okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. In the splash zone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lucas, can you please tell me how uh, to what David is referencing uh, as far as uh, how you tracked all of the changes 
and how you made sort sort of a historical document that that was yeah. so so you know there was you know some upsides to the the shutdown and the quarantine time and I, I think one of the big ones is I I had the time to sit down and do all the work that I feel like normally should be done up front that I never had the time to do when I started and you know in working with the administration they you know it's something they've for all of the programs they've expanded there's been a sort of a, a vision document that we come up with for the future of the program and and you know what we hope to expand upon what we hope to to change things like that. Um, and it, you know, it's a lot of research-based information, but also just different ideas like we've kicked around as a department. Um, so it was really nice to have that time over the summer to really put that document together. And and I attacked it, you know, as if what is the future of the program when COVID is, you know, over, when we have a vaccine, whatever the situation is, when we're able to move forward, you know, as a fully flourishing program. Excellent. Um, can you give me a couple ex- of examples of what you've put into that uh, document um, that well, maybe we spe- haven't discussed yet? Yeah, I, specifically, I mean, we we touched on the dance program being something we had to put on hold, but that's kind of the big piece we've been trying to grow because um, we do have such a robust music program. We have a very um, robust theater program, I think, as well. Um, but dance, we've never had really a the space um, or the resources to to put on, and now we have a, a beautiful dance and rehearsal studio, black box space um, that we can use here. Uh, but on top of it, we we're trying to build, or right before everything shut down, we were building strategic partnerships with different dance organizations in Cleveland. Um, so, you know, that is one thing is, is building some of those strategic partnerships in the community so that, A, they have our space, you know, for performances and things like that. But they can also offer the courses to our students so our students are learning from real-world professionals, you know, as well. Excellent. And I just have to say, this this uh, Performing Arts Center is stunning. I, I remember when I was in high school and I was in uh, – uh, drama. We had this just this big giant room with like a cyclorama uh, uh, around the back wall, and that's where we did everything. Um, but you guys have just such a lovely, lovely complex there. I think I, I know I've, I've said this before, but after, once I was touring, I was like, you could pretty much put my whole entire New York apartment inside of the rehearsal space, um, and and still run laps around it. Uh, and that's not even taking into account. Uh, like the where they build the scenery and and your costume department and all your your great uh, your green room and your dressing rooms and and the stage the stage is enormous and for those of you who are watching if this ever goes to video um, there is a uh, I think I think that's a photo that's a um, a virtual background yes yes see behind Lucas and. Um, you can sort of see it's 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 incredible. So if if you saw the stage today, you would see that it is it is now one of our virtual learning zones. So the a lot of the high school kids are in a hybrid model, and for the kids that can't stay home on their virtual days to do their you know their classwork because of you know supervision and all of those kind of things, we offer the virtual learning zone, which is essentially a 
a large uh, glorified study hall. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the the stage is you know being used for that at this time, which you know we are lucky to have that space now because sure. otherwise we we wouldn't have really had the space to reopen and and have you know these many kids spaced out six feet apart on campus. Um, Eve, talk about like where you're sitting uh, and one of the one of these desks or these pods, if you will, that are on stage. What is, physically, what does it look like? So the stage is filled with um, these little tiny stickers on the ground. And there's two stickers that go where the front legs of the table go. So I basically sit at one of those long folding tables that's at family reunions, like for the buffet of food. And you sit at one of those, and there's like two or three feet between the people. People sit at the same table. They just get yelled at. But if you're in the same class, they do let you sit on opposite sides of the table if you really have to, like if you're working on a group project. But I will say that's in the virtual learning zone. But in my classroom the other day, we were doing a group project and we were like not allowed to turn around. Like the person in front of me was in my group and he wasn't even allowed to turn around to talk to us because then our air is like going at each other. So the virtual learning zone is nice for group work because it's a little more lenient. But it's really just a bunch of tables spread about, spread out. Oh, okay, cool. And and then there's sanitation going on in between class sessions, and I would imagine, I would imagine like once an hour, once every hour and a half at, yeah. at the very least. Yeah, that was every, part of the. Go ahead, Eve. Oh, <laughs> every hour and a half they spray everything down. But for me on virtual days, I come in because A block, I have a class like that's in school every day that meets. And then after school, I have drama club practice. So there's no real reason for me to go home. So I just keep my stuff at the same table. And obviously they don't spray that down, but all the tables around me get spritzed like every 90 minutes. Or if a person leaves early, they like spray it down. So another person can come sit down. Excellent. And by the way, uh, Gilmore Academy is, is uh, creating and evolving one of our future directors. Yeah. And that would be Eve. I mean, your focus is, is directing, right? Yeah. And oh. actually, so apparently, Mr. Clark didn't know about this until our last unrecorded podcast. So we're planning to have a um, self-guided course, basically, next semester for directing. Yeah, she's after after I heard her talk about her interest in directing, I was like, well, we we should do an independent study or something. So we're going to be doing an independent study on it next semester. It's what's interesting. And this is just a bit of an off topic to COVID. But um, I've, I've had a lot of people who direct say that there aren't a lot of specific programs in university and high school for directing, but it's such an important part of theater and there's just so much that the director does and, and and including being responsible for the overall vision of what's being performed. So, you know, start up early and, you know, Eva, I expect to see you here in New York directing a play, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Now you talked about how you're doing a large scale production in the fall. Um, Now, Tell us what that is and give us a little background on it. And is it this fall or the following fall? If you're talking to me, I'll answer, but. (laughs) Oh, whoever. 
<laughs> um, so this fall, we're doing Our Town. And Miss mm-hmm. Janice has been talking about how that's the only play we can do where people are spread out, but it doesn't look really weird. So that's our fall play. And then in the spring, we usually have a musical, but obviously we can't have a musical. So we're having three one-act, like, I guess humorous plays, but I don't know if, like, all three of them are going to be comedies, but it's just three one-act plays. Now, you were you were going to do Oliver for for a large cast and whoever is interested in in being in the show is has that been uh, postponed? So so last oh sorry, Mister Clark, you can talk. <laughs> so all of, yeah, Oliver had to be you know canceled actually because you know we were planning it for the spring. You know, a lot of the the leads in the show were seniors, so it just it, you know we didn't really have the cast to do it anymore. Um, so unfortunately, we had to move on. Oh, that's too bad. It, Oliver is a very it's a big show, and it's it's very active, and there there usually are a lot of people singing at each other. So that's that's yeah. probably a very very smart move. Um, but our town is a, a terrific show. Our town has. Uh, uh, um, a malleability, if that's if I'm using that word correctly, um, that you can do it so many different ways, um, and there there can be a lot of like sections and pods of it. So that's that's actually a very that's a, that's a really really smart uh, selection. Um, and I did want to say I mentioned this before um, in the podcast that I forgot to record. Um, there is just for. for Anybody who's interested on an Amazon Prime, there's a show called, it's a documentary, it's called OT, and it's the story of a, a theater group in, I think, East L.A., which is a pretty tough, rough-and-tumble neighborhood, and these two teachers went in, and they did a performance or a production of Our Town. It's really, really inspiring and motivational and um, just just shows the the strength of that play and how... You, how it relates to everyone. I mean, they had slides of, of their town and their people behind them. So, um, so that's, that's really cool. And, and, you know, I, I wish you guys broken legs on that because you know, maybe I'll, if I can, maybe I'll fly out and see it. And then, and then I can interview you again in person. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it fully masked too. And I think that's what's so nice about uh, the piece is it really can reflect the time and the, and the place that it, it's being, you know, performed in. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about masks. Um, my, my sister is a substitute teacher. She teaches the lower grades in, in Alabama. One of the things that she talks about with masks is that she, she feels remiss because the, the students can't see her smiling. Um, they can't see the facial expressions and she's dealing with, with, with uh, very young children, I told her she should just in front of her mask, just go like this and make a little smile. And um, I don't know if she does that, but she, she only listens to me 50% of the time, but that's, that's just because I ramble like a big brother. Caroline, are you experiencing any of that when you're dealing with your students? Um, I was concerned at first about the same thing. Um, but what I'm finding is that um, 
it's that uh, choral director expression that smile with your eye. No, uh, it's smile with your eyes. You know, so it, um, we're really finding that it's it's coming through the eyes. You know, you can just you can you really can express so much that way. You know, and I think um, you know the kids are adapting beautifully. You know, we're just we're getting used to we're learning about each other. You know, so I'm learning from so many kids. I just didn't. I just, I'm seeing, I'm looking at their eyes truly for the first time in a way that's really meaningful, like really looking at this part of their face. And it's been fascinating. So, you know, I can tell, you know, how they're feeling right here. It's hard. It's hard to breathe, you know, especially when we get excited and we're moving because I do a lot of movement, a lot of movement as much as I can in my class and their own movement bubble, of course. But, you know, when we're busy, it is hard in the mask. I have to pause and go, everybody, let's just breathe for a second <laughs> so we get our breath back, you know. But um, they've adapted beautifully. You know, they oh. really, they want to stay in school, Sean. They all, all of the students do. I want, I mean, I'll speak for the, the lower kids. I'm sure I'm with them every day. But they want, I mean, we really, they really don't want to go back to home, you know, every day, all day. They sure. missed school. You know, kids of all grades have said that in my at the lower school. They've missed it and they don't want to go back. So they're fall overall, they're sticking to keeping those masks on. Oh, oh well that's good. That's that's nice. It's it's good inspiration and motivation. And I have to tell you, after interviewing you all at Broadway Princess Party, I one of the things I realized is how involved uh that your team is with the students. Uh, just, just, just the attention and the care that each one of them receives. That, that to me felt like the prevailing theme. And that is probably sort of setting the course for every decision that you make. Now, obviously you have to be nimble about it because everything's changing every single day. Um, but, um, I think that that as one of your, it feels like core principles, um, at least to me in my interpretation, um, is such a wonderful guide a- as we get through this. It's always what can we do to 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 motivate the students, and it's 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 really beautiful. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, very, very quickly, because I know we have to wrap up. Um, what are the plans? What does the vision of Gilmore Academy look like when we? you know, reemerge and we're all vaccinated and, and it's, it's safe to go back into school without masks, et cetera. Um, let's start with Eve. Um, I'm going to be less bored in class because when people wear masks, if they have a monotone voice, the whole class is monotone because they have no mouth movement or anything for me to pay attention to. And so I think it's going to be more engaging once we have like everything's back to normal And I also think people are probably going to follow the rules more closely, at least I hope, because we at Gilmore, people make rules, 
and then people break them and they aren't quite enforced all the time but masks have been like I don't know I've seen like five people with them below their noses but as soon as they're told to pull them up they do and no one's just out and out refused to wear a mask so I feel like people are gonna start like listening to the safety procedures more closely like hey maybe you don't like jump on your friend like (laughs) and stuff like that but um I also think people I think more people are going to try theater because even just this year, people who had sports canceled or, or didn't have sports canceled and they were just lessened this year, they started joining drama club because they wanted something to do in their free time. And that's really awesome. And um, it's just really nice that we've had like more interaction because the sports have decreased. I'm not saying it's good. Sports have decreased, but it's nice to have more people open to drama. Excellent. Uh, Caroline, what about you? <clears throat> well, looking ahead, I, I want to keep the energy, you know, keep that going. Um, and I think the students are going to be even more excited. Um, we can't wait to get up on the stage and have our concerts again. Um, so I, you know, don't really know what it's going to look like past sixth grade right now. Um, but um, it's, I've, I've found this a time to really reevaluate what's working, what's not. You know, how can I get better at what I do? Um, how can I deliver my content in a more concise, clear way? Um, and so many creative things have just come out of this. You know, um, it's, I, I, just, I actually see this as so oddly so inspirational because it's forced us, at least I can speak for myself, to slow down and really look at what I'm doing, you know, and I get all inspired and excited. And, you know, <laughs> so I'm really, you know, motivated right now because the entire school is working on a project in this time, which is very exciting. So I hope that answers your question. Oh, most definitely. And that's an answer I've heard from several people that I've interviewed for this particular series. It's a time to sort of regroup. Um, and I think that's, true for a lot of different scenarios, businesses, things like that. I know with my writing career, I'm getting a lot done and, um, and, and catching up with projects that I haven't touched in two years. So yeah, it is, it is a time to, to, to do things like that. So that's, that's great. And that's, there's more than you who feel that way, just so you know, and that's like in Dublin and, you know, LA people I talk to all over. So that's great. Uh, David, how about you? What does the vision look like? So I, I, I couldn't agree more with Caroline uh, and everybody else. I think the, the hard part for us is trying to continue that motivation or that, that momentum that we had beforehand is going to be challenging. Um, you know, if we, if, if student, if we can't do a musical, you know, we had the entire, entire K through 12 on board to do Oliver and everybody excited about it, ready to go. And now we're hitting pause on it for at least 12 months after, by the right. time, you know, hopefully not much more. Uh, how are we going to get that momentum back going? And that's, that's something that I am, I'm really thinking about um, planning, but if I've learned anything over the past six months is that those plans can change on a dime. Um, you know, uh, you've got to figure it out. So, you know, we're telling kids you can't play your instrument anymore. Um, 
for, for at school now, how do we get that back? How do we get those groups back? Um, you can't sing on stage right now. Hopefully they don't lose interest or find, you know, hopefully they do find something that they can, they're at, they're enjoying right now, but can we get them back? Um, come, come when this is over. And I think that's going to be a challenging part of it. Um, and hopefully we can find a way to do it. Now, what we do have is that building that everybody is, is dying to get in and use and, and see what they can put on. And, and they've got all these great grandiose ideas that hopefully those things will, will bring them back. And that's part of the motivation that we, we want to keep going. Excellent. Lucas. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything that's said, but all, but especially the momentum piece. I, I think we had so much momentum going. I think we were really growing and building something that, you know, was on its way to be, you know, we were going to do a huge production unlike anything we've ever done here. Um, and I'd like to see that. That's what I'd like to see is things go back to normal. I want to see the full-scale musical happen again with an orchestra, all of that. You know, I, I, I also want to see those community partnerships. A lot of that stuff, you know, we had because of the new building, a lot of people were interested in working with us and, and using the space here. Um, but a lot of that has had to go on hold because we're limiting, you know, who's allowed on campus and all of those kind of things. Um, yeah, I, I just hope we can keep the students engaged so that when this is over, you know, we can just pick up where we left off. Something tells me that there is a hunger already there, especially when you're talking about, you know, theater kids. There's just such a pull to to want to do that. And I think that um, we see that quite a bit, uh, especially talking to Eve, um, when it's like, I just, I want to get back on stage again. I want to do the things that bring me joy and 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 make me happy. So, and and I think that you are all so on track for that. I think what you've done, um, uh, just just you know, changing up your programs a little bit and keeping with your core principles and just engaging the students is is um, way on track. And I completely, completely respect that and applaud you for all of that. That's just. That's just got, had to be tough and probably still is on a daily basis. So that's, you know, congratulations on that. Um, before we go, because I need to let you guys get to back to your, your, your day, uh, please tell our audience where they can find uh, Gilmore Academy online and keep up with your plans for present and future. If you have one address that goes to everything, all your social media, that's perfect. Yeah, if you go to uh, www.gilmore.org, um, that's our main page. We have several tabs on there um, under arts and education. Um, they can find all of our links to our, our um, different programs, and they can see the, all the social media is on there from our Twitter to our live stream channel to our Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. So www.gilmore.org and that's G-I-L-M-O-U-R. And they can also see pictures of the, of the new space, the new theater. It's a very comprehensive website and it's really easy to track and follow and, and, and which is great because there's a lot, Gilmore has a lot to offer, not just in theater and music, but sports and academics and things like that. So um, it's an, it's a really nice website and you've got to go check out this, this, uh, this new theater and this new performance space. It's, 
if you're a teacher, if you're a theater teacher, it's going to make you jealous. That's for sure. But it's, it's incredible. Well, thank you for letting me, well, re-interview you. Gilmore Academy, you're all amazing. And I wish you many broken legs as we navigate our way to a, a better future for theater. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. Well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung and the vows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. Once again, big thanks to Gilmore Academy. They were sensational. They always are. You can find more episodes of Your Program Is Your Ticket at Facebook.com, Your Program Is Your Ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at Program Ticket. The website is YourProgramIsYourTicket.com. Um, your Program Is Your Ticket is on iTunes and SoundCloud and a bunch of other platforms as well. I find myself on a new platform all the time, which is great. Um, I'm also on a new theater website. It's like a platform. It's called Thespy, and um, it's run out of the UK. And not to brag, but I've been in the top five out of 60 podcasts for a while now. And so I'm really proud of that. And they do a really good job. Join join them and, and uh, support them. They're, they're awesome. They have, you know, lots of great content on there. Um, by the way, I appreciate all good ratings, reviews, and subscriptions to my stuff. So... Um, if you could uh, could do that, that really helps with my profile. A quick thanks to North Coast NYC, the hip-hop improv theater ensemble that does my intro and outro music. You might be hearing it right now if I'm on my editing game. If not, you'll be hearing it soon. Folks, take a little time to visit theater websites and see what they have to offer as we transition through and out, and we will transition out of this pandemic. Watch their content, give them all great ratings and reviews, and most importantly, donate, donate, donate. Um, they can get grants, etc., but a, a donation is fast, and it gives them money fast, and that really helps quite a bit. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and until our next show, so long, theater people, and curtains. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.